is buried deep in your unconscious? Really? What all is buried in your unconscious that is holding you back, keeping you stuck, making your life less fulfilling, even far less fulfilling than it could be? Now, you may be thinking, okay, here comes the psychobabble. I'm going to stop listening to these two shrinkheads. But wait! What if that's your unconscious making sure you don't change, that you never leave behind what is holding you back? What if that's your fear of being fabulous yelling at you to be loyal and well-behaved? If we have your attention, even just a little bit, bravo! Hi, I'm Judith Shervin. And I'm Jim Snikowski. And we welcome you to another of our Overcoming the Fear of Being Fabulous podcasts. Our topic today is the power of the unconscious. Today, we invite you to take an inventory of what may be holding you back, that you're not even aware of, that is causing you to struggle with the fear of being fabulous. Now, many people associate the unconscious with forbidden feelings, perhaps sexual, perhaps rageful, or anything else that's considered forbidden. But we prefer to look at what went into your mind to help create the fear of being fabulous before you were old enough to evaluate what is actually true for you, who you really are, and what is actually not true for you. That's why we devote this podcast to help you to explore the power of the unconscious and how it can be controlling you without your awareness or understanding. First, We want to provide two ways of understanding the unconscious mind. One way is to picture, in your imagination, an iceberg, the part you can see, the part that sticks up above the water. It's a very small part, only about 10% of the total iceberg. And that represents your conscious mind, that part of your mind that is listening to us right now. Then just below the surface is what we call the subconscious mind. This is only about 15% of the total iceberg. You're not consciously aware of what's there now, but if we ask you what you ate for breakfast, or what you're working on at work, or what day of the week do you do your laundry, you'll be able to come up with that information right away. But the very largest part of the iceberg way down below the surface is the unconscious, making up approximately 75% of the entire iceberg, 75% of your psyche. While it's taking care of everything from your heart beating to your hair growing, we're only concerned with the power of what entered into your unconscious when you were a young person, before the age of seven, and how all of that affected how you've thought about yourself and your life ever since. That buried mental training that limits you is the second part of how we want you to understand the power of the unconscious. Because a developmental psychologists understand, a child's brain is not developed enough to provide logical or operational thought until about ages seven through 11. For the first time, the child's brain can begin to evaluate, to judge, to compare, to work things out internally in their head. So, think about it. Up until you were between the ages of 7 and 11, you were not able 
your brain wasn't able, literally, to evaluate what you were being taught, what you were experiencing, and who you were being told you were. So there were many unconscious loyalties and prohibitions being formed in your unconscious mind week after week, month after month, year after year, that you could do nothing to evaluate and perhaps reject. In other podcasts, we give you useful tips for what to watch for to help you to weed out unconscious prohibitions against living a much larger life. But here now, we encourage you to pay attention to how unconscious loyalties have been operating in your life. To do that, we recommend you create a checklist of areas in your life where you currently feel stuck and frustrated. In order to gain more clarity and open up your awareness of how unconscious elements are playing out in your life, start with your earliest memories, whether they are about family, friends, school, in your neighborhood, in your church of some kind, etc., etc. It might start out with something like Judas. I can't remember hardly anything about my life until fifth grade when I was 10. I didn't have any friends except the neighbor girls next door and across the street. They were just handy, not kids I had consciously chosen to be friends with. I felt like an outcast in junior high, even though my homeroom elected me to student government in the seventh grade. Now, on the other hand, it could be more like Jim's. I never fit into my neighborhood and never had good friends until college. By seven years old, I'd become depressed and withdrawn, seemingly trying to escape from the hollow world I was born into. By high school, I was such a misfit that I spent most of my time in class staring out the window. Okay, now keep tracking your own history, writing out when you felt stuck, frustrated, and alone. Perhaps you'll realize some areas of your life that were somehow blinded by false beliefs. Notice how you feel emotionally while you do it. And if you want to explore more deeply and help yourself recover from the fear of being fabulous at a faster pace, be sure to check out our program, Overcoming the Fear of Being Fabulous, at overcomingthefearofbeingfabulous.com. It has provided the doorway to a much larger, more successful, and loving life for many people around the world. And with that... We look forward to the next time as we continue supporting you to overcome your fear of being fabulous.